Hello. Hello. I'm very excited about this episode. <laughs> I, I'm very excited. And, and well, first of all, let me say that you look beautiful. Thank you. That's a rental that I think you should keep. No, it's not actually. Oh, you bought it. You made the commitment. I bought it a long time ago when I was pregnant. But it, I it just shows your, your your bosoms. I knew. <laughs> your bosoms. I put it on and I knew you were going to make a comment about my boobs today. It's a push-up bra, baby. It's a good it doesn't matter. push-up it, bra. It looks good. It look You look beautiful. <laughs> and it's the right. I, th- I just think you look beautiful today. And why are you laughing? You you will not go off about how pretty I look today, and basically it's because my boobs are undisplayed. No, that's in addition to. That is in addition to. You are such a man. In a, no, it, yes I am, but in addition to your beauty, uh-huh. the boobs look nice. Okay. Okay. Moving right along, because yes. now I'm uncomfortable. Can we uh, focus in on the boobs? Can yeah. we? Can we bring the yeah, camera? In? With uh, my hair. No, I'm very excited about this episode because. You know, sometimes, well, first of all, Aztec Chevrolet, we love you guys. Welcome. Big shout out to Aztec Chevrolet for being on board since day one. Yeah. We love them. If you're going to buy a Chevy or any car, really, they have used cars. Yeah. Give Aztec Chevrolet a shot, please. Yeah. Um, but I'm very excited about this episode because, you know, a lot of times, um, and, 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 as we talk about what I'm going to talk about, because I didn't tell you. You didn't tell me. So that's why you're like really excited about this episode. And I'm like bracing myself. No, it's for a good impact. one. It's a good one. And okay. and um, uh, I want you to kind of think about what I'm talking about and, and chime in. Right. And and, okay. and, and I'll, I'll explain more as we go. But, you know, we're going to go through the normal. This is what this weekend was like. Uh-huh. Right. Which, by the way, you, you were a big part of. And, you know, Renee and I, if we're being completely honest, we, we had, we had been, uh, and, and I'm not saying that we're not anymore, but we were kind of in a funk. Yeah. We, we were in a funk. We were, we I think were, anyone who has a newborn understands Well, or baby, yeah. cause she's not a newborn technically anymore, but it happens when you have a baby. But, but yes, it does happen when we have a baby, when you have a baby, but also it, it's compounded upon, you know, having a rough covid right yeah I mean, and, and and having a rough pregnancy and then having a colicky baby and you know what i mean but it's and, also and, very normal baby stuff well yes no, no no i don't disagree but in the past before covid uh-huh. we spent a lot of time together you and i and we really enjoyed our life together Traveling. Traveling. There's a lot more traveling. You know, when, when me and you would do meet and greets after the show, me and you are taking pictures together. We're having little little talks and mm-hmm. we hug and we take pictures. And, We're talking shit with other people. Right. I, I grab your ass <laughs> while we take pictures. Um, but, but, you know, that had gone away. Yeah. And, and we had not been together, if you will. Together, together, together. 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 Yes. Yeah. And, and now things are starting to get back to a point where Renee and I are going to uh, a dinner together, just me and you. Yeah. Are, We're doing dinner with friends before the show. Right. So things are starting to get back to normal where me and you are starting to feel like ourselves again. Right. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Still on very little sleep. <laughs> and, and last week um, was a tough one. Uh, physically, um, travel wise. Yeah. I mean, it was rough. So I had for both of us. Yes. More for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
but yes, no, it was rough. Compare, but it was rough. But I initially had a Saturday. Now, the best thing about doing what what I would call like a theater or non traditional comedy club one night. In one night, I make what I normally make for the whole weekend. So I had gotten booked a really great because there's more seats to sell. More seats more to sell in one swoop. So I got, I had gotten booked for a Saturday in New Jersey, which I was very excited about. Right? They call it Concert on the Green. Mm-hmm. And when I when I do book those, I think to myself, great. I only have to be gone Saturday. Yeah. Right. Well, I get a phone call from the Ronald McDonald House in Corpus Christi, and Coincidentally enough, my my cousin Elsa, they call her Elsa. Mm-hmm. I call her Letty. Um, Letty works there. Yeah. And me and you in the past have have shown up to give away. Um, We've dressed as elves. Dressed as elves or Santa Claus, give away presents in conjunction with our friend at um, I don't want to mess up his company's name, but Synergy. Uh-huh. Synergy, yeah. Uh huh. Synergy. Out of Corpus, and and we just, you know, when when, I, when and it's ever since I've had kids. Ever since I've had kids and we've had kids, yeah, I, I, I'm just more emotional, right? And and my 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 heart seems to be bigger. And, and well, because you can immediately oh relate, or you can or you can immediately sympathize because you know you you can only imagine how you would feel if it was your child, right? You know, so we have been drawn a little bit to even though we do helicopters for heroes, we had been drawn to helping Ronald McDonald House, and then they call and they say, "Listen, Steve." Because of COVID last year, we didn't get to raise any money. A lot and, of charity struggled. Yep. And, you know, in the past, we've had, you know, other comedians. We've had other musicians. We would like you. Can you work it out for us? And I thought, oh, man, okay. Well, I have this Friday open, even though I have to be in, in New Jersey on Saturday. Yeah. I have this Friday open. Let's do it then. Right? Knowing, already knowing that not only am I going to drive to Corpus, I'm going to do a show. And then I got to be in New Jersey the next day, which means that I better get on the first flight out. Yeah. So we, but it was all worth it. You know? Yeah. It was. Wait, for people who don't know, there are Ronald McDonald houses all over the country. Um, this one just happens to be back where we're from. And they are typically very close to amazing children's hospitals. So in Corpus Christi, there's Driscoll Children's Hospital and Ronald McDonald House is right across the street. So if a family finds themselves traveling to, so their child can receive care at Driscoll, they can stay at the Ronald McDonald House. It, it, they, they basically uh, provide them with a home. Yeah. You know, for them for to the stay there. For the entire family, not just we the met, parents, the siblings too. Oh my gosh. We met a kid that spent his first three years of his life at Ronald McDonald House. We met a baby, um, what was his name, Josiah? Uh-huh. Baby Josiah um, was born with- um, A tumor in his a belly. A tumor in his belly. And, and oh, you know, it's it's those, and you get to meet this baby, you know, and, and, and there was a moment for me where I thought to myself, oh my gosh, like I'm, compl- I'm, I'm such an asshole. I'm complaining about my daughter oh, having colic. Yeah. Right. I am grumpy about it. I am. I, I was a jerk, to be honest with you. It. It. I acted like an asshole, and it, it. And I took it very personal. And like, why is this happening to me? And then, you know, when you saw baby Josiah in the pictures, you just go, "My God, what's wrong with me?" Yeah. Right. Yeah. This young family. This is their first son. And they're so, and they're ha- so they oh. were so young. They were young parents. And to experience that as a first time mom, it's already 
a huge transition to be a first time oh, mom and, and then and, to have to go through that. And, and, and thank God for the Ronald McDonald house. Yeah. And you know, Michelle yeah. explained that uh, most of these kids, because they're receiving such excellent care at these top notch hospitals, they survive, they live, right. they go on, you know? Well, she said, uh, you know, when we were talking to them, they go, well, we're going to hire an auctioneer. I said, no, I'm the auctioneer. Nobody gets money out of people like me. And, yes, and, and, it's so true. Listen, if you if this comedy thing goes to shit, you can make a living <laughs> as an auctioneer. You're always yeah. like, I don't have any other talents. I just need, a, I, do? I just need 10% of all raisins. <laughs> 10% of all raisins. Uh, I'm a hoarder. You got plenty to sell. Um, no, but it was, you know, I, I, I always tell people like, you know, when I get hired to do a charity event, right, there is a fee. However, yeah. I always try to cover that fee. Yeah by tapping into my friends, right? Getting great auction items. Gr helping helping with auction items. You Rounding know, we, we we asked Trey Lawson to uh, have our friend Roger Crager sign a guitar for us. Yeah. Which, shout out to Roger Crager. Um, he did that no problem. And that guitar raised a couple thousand bucks. It was more than a couple thousand. Like I three? forgot what it got up to. I no, it might have been was. like four, four or five maybe. It was awesome. And then um, Renee and I decided to give four days... Um, vacation at our Rockport house. Well, then I started raking up money and you were like, never mind, seven nights. I go, you know what? Let's make it seven <laughs> nights and let's keep it rolling. And then we ended up raising on our, on our, you know, giving our house um, as a vacation, seven thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, so it made me and, and yourself, we yeah. felt great, but, but we were there together. We experienced it together. We, we took pictures with people um, together and, and it was just a real first class night. Yeah. Right. And then, and then afterwards we literally picked up my niece who was coming back to New Braunfels with us. Yes. My son, my daughter, it was midnight. And then you're dropping me off at the airport. As we're driving back from South Texas to New Braunfels. In San Antonio at two 30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. I've got to be up at four in the morning, yeah. an hour and a half later to be at the airport to catch a 5 a.m. flight. Yes. So we, to, we dump you and the kiddos and I finish the drive home. I get to New Jersey. I land at the airport at noon. I'm in the hotel by two. Yeah. The venue is an hour away. So I literally have from two to like five. To nap. To, to, to nap. You're yeah. right. And then off to um, the show in New Jersey. What was that venue like? I really wanted to be able to go to New Jersey with you and us just, the whole family get to spend a few days there, but it just didn't work out. It, it was awesome. So they, this is a group of promoters that promote shows in, in theaters. And because of COVID, they've gotten creative. So uh -huh. they found this golf course that, that they were willing to let them set up a tent. Uh -huh. So there was this big, beautiful tent and uh, literally picnic tables out front and then they had, they brought in a trailer for a green room, but this is where we're going to talk about what I was excited about. Okay. Um, I get there, um, it, you know, sold out and for the first time in forever, I don't have a full green room, right? Usually it's fans and uh -huh. you know, everybody and anybody and everybody wants to be backstage. I guess you, no one came right? to visit you in Jersey. No. Well, not only that, they didn't want, because of COVID, they wanted to keep it cool. Yeah. Right? Even with the meet and greet, they were like, ah, I know you want to do a meet and greet, but let's, you know, let's not. Right. Yeah. So I said, fine, no problem. Um, I immediately, so that, you know, out, outside, it's an outdoor venue. 
and there's security everywhere, right? They have the the venue has uh, security. Uh-huh. Um, the guy that's assigned to me is this guy named Miguel, Miguel Angel, right? Ooh, that's quite the name. That's like like yeah. a soap opera name. But he's you know he's this big Puerto Rican guy, uh-huh. right? Mustache, you know. Um, belly out to here but shoulders out to here. just big guy yeah. you know um and and you know he was the guy that was like mr trevino if you need anything we're right here for you and and you know blah 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 and, and because there was nobody in the green room i would hang out back behind the stage with him uh-huh. like i bullshit with him and you know and, and i don't know what it is about um you know the the people i get along with most yes that i hit off right away is military people uh-huh. or athletes I've noticed that okay. if, if, if they're military people, man, I get along. Right. Right. You know, we meet Phil, our neighbor. He's a, a Marine. Yeah. Boom. I hit it off with Phil. Right. Um, Daniel McCutcheon, who we're going to have next week. Uh-huh. You know, boom. Uh, Ex MLB player. Boom. I hit it off with him. Right. Yeah. And, and so I start talking to, to Miguel Angel. Right. Uh-huh. And he uh, he's ex-military. He put 17 years in. Yeah. Um, he did his eight years active duty and then he did the rest as as reserve yeah and and he's such a prideful man because he made sure to tell me that right he made sure not to play it like well i did 17 years he goes no i did eight and then i did my reserves he goes but i was in um he's i retired from uh the penitentiary he was a corrections officer in the yeah. in the penitentiary right so I, you know, I'm talking to this guy. You know, there's another dude there, all tatted up, and and ex marine or not ex marine. There's marines or marines. Yeah. Uh, marine guy, and you know, another guy from the and we're just bullshit and we're having a great time, you know. And I do the show. Well, after the show, I, I get an Uber to come mm-hmm. pick me up. Now they have to take me another hour to the you airport. Were in the Uber for an hour. Where I was staying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I booked the Uber, and then the Uber gets there. And she goes, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, but I can't take you. Because it was too far? Or? I'm like, excuse me? She goes, yeah, I don't want to go that direction. And I go, you're going to leave me stranded. And I have a plane to catch in hours. Like, I, I now I, I my first my flight out of New Jersey was at 6 a.m. Yeah. So I got to be there by 5 a.m., which means I got to wake up at 4.30. Yeah. It's already midnight. I'm an hour away. I'm like, I go, I go you can't. She goes, don't worry. She goes, I'm going to cancel your, your ride, and then there'll be another Uber to come pick you up. She cancels my ride, no Ubers. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude, I'm tired. It's been a rough couple days. Yeah. Right? And and Miguel, man, you want to talk about a, a, a prideful guy. Yeah. First of all, it's me and him and two other security guys. Uh-huh. Because he goes, I'm not leaving you. He goes, I'm not leaving you. Yeah. He goes, I'm going to stay here until your Uber picks you up, Mr. Trevino. Right. So all the guys stayed and we hung out mm-hmm. and she shows up and she's like, yeah, I'm not taking you. You'll get another Uber. No Ubers. Literally says no Ubers around. Right. And I'm just like, fuck, man. Like, so what do you do? I'm tired. I'm, I'm beat. And then, and then Miguel Angel goes, I'll take you. I knew you were going to say that. Right. He goes, yep. I'll take you. And I, I go, I go, Miguel, man, I go, I don't want to do that to you. Is it on your way? And he goes, nope. <laughs> no. He goes, but I'm taking you. He goes, I'm taking you to the airport, to your hotel at the airport. And I said, Miguel, man, I go, I don't want to do that to you, man. It's already, it's already 1230, yeah. you know, and, and I go, I don't want you to, um, 
I want you to get back to your wife. And he goes, well, um, my wife recently passed away. And he goes, so uh, I'd like to take you. Yeah. I said, you got it, man. Thank you. Right. So we get to drive in and, and you know, I, I, I have learned so much. And this is kind of where, you know, I want you to jump into and, you know, to think about all those people that, that you learn from or that, you know, because I'm such a uh, uh, nosy person. You know me. I yes, want to know. You ask questions. I yeah. ask questions. I want to know everything. So first of all, I'm thinking to myself, like, what, what, a, what an honorable guy. Uh-huh. Right. What an honorable guy to say, not only am I not leaving you here. I'll take you. I'm going to wait. Um, oh, shit. Is that your phone or mine? Yes. That's so weird. For the record, this is why Captain Evil does the calendar. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know me. I like, I, I, I want to know about people, right? I find people very interesting. Yeah. But I also think that through my life, because I ask questions, mm-hmm. because I talk to people, that, uh-huh. it, that it's, it's kind of how I got my education. Yeah. Right. Well, I was you know. gonna say it's like a character study for you, almost. I feel like. Yeah. Well, but for stand up too, right? To to to, and maybe that's what makes me a good stand up is, you know, I truly feel like I really understand people, right? Yeah. And and it's because of the years of, not only meeting millions of all people, walks of life, all walks I mean, of life, every end of the country. You know, and, and you know, you remember when I was at the the improv when I would hang out at the improv on Melrose, I was hanging out with the valet. Yeah. That those were my guys. Right. Yeah. I would stand outside while everybody was inside, you know, schmoozing, schmoozing it up right. and You're you know, the parking lot. looking over everybody's shoulder to see, well, who's the cool comedian I can Who talk just to. Walked in. I'm sitting on the back of my uh, blazer, you know, hanging out with the ballet. Yeah. You know, that was me. So, you know, I, I get to talking to this guy and, and I just admired him, first of all. And then like, wow, man, this guy's doing this for me, you know, when I would have been stranded. Who knows how long I would have been out there had he not put forth the effort to say, hey, man, I'll, yeah. I'll take you. Right. So right away. You would have been sleeping in the uh, trailer green room trying right. to catch an Uber right before in the morning. your flight. Yeah. So right away I put um, I got on Yeti mm-hmm. and I bought him a, a Yeti cup. Oh, I, cool. go, I go, I got a gift coming for you. What's your address? Right. Yeah. So that's the first thing I did. So we start talking and I go, man, I'm sorry to hear about your wife. And, you know, he says, yeah. He says, you know, she was my life, you know, she was everything to me. And, you know, he goes, now he goes, I focus on my daughters. He goes, I have two daughters. Yeah. He goes, and I'm very proud of them. They're doing very, very well. As he's telling me about his daughters, one of them calls and she's like, Hey dad, can you pick up McDonald's on your way home? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. Right. He's like, let me, let me drop this guy off. I'm dropping off the comedian and then I'll bring you McDonald's. Right. Yeah. And then he starts bragging and he's like, man, my daughters are this. And my daughters are doing this and they're in college and I'm so proud of them and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, here's a picture of them. And of course, it's in, on his in, visor. Yeah, in old school yeah. fashion, right? He's got the, the picture of him and his, his daughters and his wife on, on the visor. Uh-huh. He hands it to me and they're these two very black girls. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, and he goes, I know you're surprised. He goes, we adopted them. He goes, me and my wife could not have kids. He goes, and being in corrections... Mm-hmm. These two girls were um, abused. He goes, they were both, or one of them was addicted, born addicted to crack cocaine. That's heartbreaking. He goes, and there was two of them. He goes, so me and my wife. They were sisters. They were sisters. They are sisters. Yeah. And he goes, me and my wife wanted to make sure that we didn't split them up. 
you know. And he goes, so we we adopted both of them. Come to find out, they have several other siblings, siblings, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, man, me and my wife couldn't have kids, and we wanted to be parents. And you know, because I was in corrections, I knew about these girls. Mm-hmm. He goes, so we adopted them, and they are my world. And when we raised them, you know, like they were our children. He goes, they've mm-hmm. turned out to be amazing kids. You know, amazing people. And I, I'm just sitting there like, this, this fu- guy. Yeah, this fucking guy, <laughs> man. Like, wow. Salt of the earth. Right? So then, um, you know, he says, you know, man, I'm, yeah, he's just a good man. Yeah. You know, good, good man. And, and you know, we st- the more we talk and he says, you know, these are, he goes, there's certain, he goes, there's certain songs that I hear that just really make me think of my wife, you know? Yeah. And, and he said, you know, my daughters are very hardworking. He goes, because, you know, I'm talking about the joke about my dad, right? The the joke that I do now um, that I wrote about my dad and his work truck and, oh, you know, yeah, working yeah. hard. And he goes, man, that joke really touched me. You know, he goes, because my daughters tell me that they learned what it is to work hard. Work ethic by watching him. By watching him. He goes, because, you know, when I, he was in corrections, we worked 16-hour shifts. He goes, so there was times where mom would take the girls to go do their activity. He goes, and I would miss it or I would have to show up in my own car to try to make it work. He goes, we, you know, I worked very, very hard. He goes, me and my wife, you know, we started in a, in a uh, small one bedroom apartment. He goes, and I promised her that in five years I would have a home for her. Yeah. He goes, and I did it. I did it, you know, and I'm just listening to this guy like, Oh my God, you know? And so then I go, I go, there's a song that really makes me very emotional, mm-hmm. right? And I said it's called um, Pat Green. It's by Pat Green. Yes. Um, while I was away. And he goes, man, I'd love to hear it, right? Yeah. So I play it for him. Oh, my God, dude. He starts to cry. Oh. Not like not like bawling, but, but like. Holding it in? Yeah, like yeah. strong man cry. Yes, yeah. You know, and he goes, forgive me, I'm getting emotional too. So now I'm over there in the seat like. <laughs> you know missing your family uh, yeah missing my uh, family you know and, and you know the there's a line in that song that that is such a strong line and it says it says the hardest part about working hard mm-hmm. aren't the bills i have to pay it's you growing up while i was away yes right and yeah. and you know so we're listening he goes man that was me and you know i, I work so hard so that my family can have the things that they have. So those girls could go to college. So those girls can go to college. And it just, it it was just, here's a stranger I never met in my life. With the most beautiful story. With the most beautiful story. And, and such a prideful man. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, it was funny because he kept saying, he goes, my, he goes, my name is Miguel Angel. Uh Right. Which is Michael, Michael Angel, Angel, right? Uh-huh. Which, by the way, was my grandpa. My grandpa was Miguel Angel, right? No way. Yeah, grandpa Mike. His, his middle name. Um, but he would say, he goes, man, he goes, I was no angel, you know. And he goes, and you know, before I met my wife, people would always say, your name's Miguel Angel, but you're no angel. Yeah. Right. He goes, and I, he goes, my wife helped me change my ways, and and it just, and I think there's a lot of men out there, and I think that's why people relate to my story and my love for you because. I think a lot of guys were no angel. I think a lot of guys were lost, maybe somewhat of a mess, and yeah. then they find find something to to love, right? And something that that helps you know rise them to the occasion, right? right? 
kids it, do that too. Right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's, you know, I always say like, there's, you made me a better man. Uh-huh. And then now we have these kids and now I'm becoming Even more accountable. Yeah. yeah becoming more of a, of a better man because your kids watch you. And if you want your kids to be better than you, then you have to be better <laughs> than you. And unfortunately, right? yes. <laughs> but you know, there's, there's so many people in my life that, that, I've learned from just by talking to them. Yeah. Right. By, you know, and, and it's funny cause you know, now Timmy and I get an Uber and now Timmy asks questions. Really? Right? Oh yeah. yeah. Tim, Timmy, the road manager is like, he, cause he sees me do it all the time. And, and we just, you learn so much from people and people, people want to talk. Yeah. Right. People want to tell you their, their story. People want to tell you what, what they're going through. Yeah. You know, and, and here I am with this guy never met before in my life. Right. And in the most weird circumstance, which by the way, you know, he goes, look, man, he goes, I've been backstage, um, at concerts for this company for, he goes going on like 10 years for the promoters, yeah, for the promoters. He goes, no, no artist talked to me the way you talk to me. No artist took the time with him. He goes, no artist come and bullshit with the security. He goes, no, he goes, it's never happened. He was just you. Yeah. You know, and he goes, wow, man, you know, I, he's like, I can't believe it. Like, you know, you're, and I'm like, I don't understand. I think, sorry, finish your go thought. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, well, I think part of that is that like, part of that is comedians, right? And not all comedians, but part of that is comedians. And then you're a one-man show. You're not there with a whole band. You don't have your... You're not traveling with a gang. It's you. Yeah, but they've had other comedians as well. Yeah. You know, and I guess it's my curiosity, right? My love for people. Yeah. Right? My love for... You definitely have a love for people. Yes. I love people, you yeah. know, and, and <laughs> it's a it's a blessing and a curse. You know, we, we I wasn't going to talk about it till later, but, you know, I, I lost a, a very good friend of mine from GP, um, Vance Dawson. So, um, Vance, this episode is... is in your memory, my friend, I love you. And, but you, you know, I was, I have a lot of friends and I've gotten to know a lot of people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then there's loss because I know a lot of people when we talked about this in, in other episodes, but, but it's not going to change me. You know, I, I love talking to people, you know, but I also like the, the, the camaraderie of, you know, us in the backstage you know, with a bunch of, I was just uh, about to say, you get joy out of randomly making people laugh. Well, I think <laughs> that gives you a case of the giggles more than anything else. Like it does give me the, the, the uh, but there's also something to, you know, growing up, I was always with my dad Yeah. and my dad and his friends are very rough people. Yeah. Right. And the, and, and, and the way that they joke, right. Mm -hmm. And the shit talking that they do is always enjoyable to me. And and we live in a world now where that shit talking really doesn't exist anymore unless you're hanging out with a bunch of military guys. Yeah. If you're hanging out with a bunch of veterans, they That's were funny. they were used to being just men. Yeah. You know, they were used to the shit talking when cuz that's all you had. Right? When they were in in Iraq or Afghanistan or or anywhere in right. the world, at a FOB forward operating base, it's just them. Yeah. Right. And in order to, 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 to pass the time, they gave each other shit. Yeah. Right. And I love giving people shit and I love them giving, and I'm really good at it. 
So they love it, right? Yeah. They love it when- You also love when someone gets you good. Oh, I love it. I, you know, I love when somebody can can zero in uh-huh. and get me, Yeah. right? Because I'm pretty, you know, when in, in those situations, I'm pretty freaking invincible. Yeah. I'm a professional. Yeah. But every once in a while, somebody- Gets you good. Somebody will get me good. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that was- I like <laughs> when you- are impressed. Yes, I like when you, you get me um, really good, but- I, I just really enjoyed my time with, with Miguel and, and, you know, on top of this Ronald McDonald house fundraiser, which by the way, we raised 150,000 and then the owners of South Texas McDonald's. Oh my gosh. Surprised everybody with a million dollar check. Yes. Cause Corpus Christi has outgrown their Ronald McDonald house and they, and they need, need a, a new bigger, one. I need, they need more, they need more, more rooms. rooms. Yeah. And the owners of South Texas, from the Valley all the way to Corpus Christi, wrote a check for $1 million. And, and for me... That's a lot of cheeseburgers. That's a lot of cheeseburgers, but it was really cool. Because, you know, you go to McDonald's, right? And, and McDonald's catches a bad rap with, with, oh, they don't pay their employees. And, yeah. and they're these, these corporate monsters, you know? But here are the owners... From the McDonald's, mm-hmm. writing a million dollar check. All the local check McDonald's, area McDonald's. For more rooms for the Ronald McDonald house. Yeah. So we had this beautiful Friday. And then even though it was very strenuous for me, it was it was not easy. Yeah. I found myself in a car with Miguel. And it, it, the weekend... Talking, gosh, you probably just wanted to pass out in the back seat too and close your eyes. But, but he was so interesting to me. Yeah. He was so interesting to me. And, and, you know, there are good men in the world, right? There are men like, like Miguel that, that they, they don't... He didn't do it to be on, on TV, right? Nobody knows this guy. Yeah. Right? He just adopted these two girls that needed adopting and changed their life. Yeah. And that was one of the questions I asked them. I said, Miguel, I said, do you, you know, I said with adoption, sometimes it can be really hard because the kids that you adopt are, are emotionally scarred or, are physically, they were physically abused and, and, right. and sometimes they don't ever get over that. And he goes, not my girls. He goes, my girls, they know how lucky they are. And we know how lucky we are. Yeah. You know, and he goes, and one of the things that I did to make sure, he goes, I never sugarcoated anything. Yeah. He goes, I was very upfront with them, very honest with them. You know, he goes, we talk about racism in this country all the time. He's a Puerto Rican. Right. You know, and he goes, we talk, he goes, I talk to my girls about racism. I talk to my girls about, hey, you need to have thick skin. You know, he told me that. He goes, look, he goes, I told my girls, racism is not going away. Yeah. Right. We're not going to live in a world where we're going to think that racism is going away. He goes, so I taught them how to handle things. He goes, you're going to hear things that people are going to say to you to try to hurt you. Yeah. Right. They're going to, people are going to do things Treat you a certain way, right? to you that you're not going to like. He goes, but I also taught my daughters to speak well, to be confident, to study, to go to college. Yeah. He goes, cause racism is real. It exists. He goes, and I'm not going to pretend like it doesn't. He goes, so my way of protecting my girls was to arm them with education that, hey, 
shit's going to go down. Yeah. How are you going to handle it? Are you going to let that word hurt you? Are you not going to let that word hurt you? And you're going to be bigger than that word. Yeah. You know, and, and it was just cool to listen to the way he chose to handle things. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's why I was excited about this episode because it was just a really moving weekend. Yeah. You know, and it was a beautiful weekend full of a lot of giving, you know, um, and even though, oh my gosh, I, I told you I was falling asleep waiting in line to get on the plane. To go through security, like, yeah. I was standing in line and then I'm waiting for them to call, you know, my my row or whatever. Yeah. And I remember going, oh man, I almost fell asleep standing up. Like, I am tired. Yeah. I am beat down. But but at the end of it all, man, it was truly, truly worth it. And yeah. just a, a special thing. And I think for, for me and you to, as a couple, to experience um, Friday together. Yeah. You know, it was nice for me and you to be there as a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, you know, when Chelsea, we did the episode with Chelsea and Randy and Chelsea talked about sharing and experiencing life together, you know, like life experiences together. I think other than the babies and the family and the work, those have all been our life experiences lately. And we weren't necessarily sharing the other stuff. We were running in different directions for the other stuff. Well, then, uh, you know, there's a local comedian there in Corpus and she's really, really funny. I need to call her. Danielle. Danielle. She's really, really funny. Danielle Torres. Look her up. She's really funny. She's hilarious. Um, yeah, she's very good. You yeah. referred to her as the Mexican Roseanne and I thought that was like a yeah, perfect she's like way the, to describe like, her. Yeah, she's like the Mexican Roseanne. She's very, very funny. And, and I called her and I said, hey, I need your help. Come over and open for me at the Ronald McDonald house. Yeah. I said, but on your way here, can you grab me a cup of coffee? Right. <laughs> By the way, uh, Rick, Brian, the Ronald McDonald house, mm. and she shows up with a Whataburger coffee. <laughs> so we're taking pictures, and there's a Whataburger coffee cup in there. And I'm like, Danielle, she's like, I didn't know. She's like, I wasn't thinking. I go, don't worry. I said, my wife bought a, a, a Ford a Ford Walker when we're sponsored by uh, Aztec Chevy. Chevy. Um, but she did a fantastic job. Oh, then, you know, it was really special to, to, uh, to bring Letty on stage. Yeah. You know, she's my cousin. And, you know, part of the reason I did the Ronald McDonald house was because she is so passionate about her job there. Yeah. She's worked there forever. Oh my gosh, dude. And, and I was laughing with Gabriel cause Gabriel, her brother calls and he says, uh-huh. and Gabriel and I are very close and Gabriel goes, man, he's like, I saw you and, and, and they call her tissue paper. Because I saw you and tissue paper on stage together. Why did they call yeah. her tissue paper? I, I, this... Let let Leticia, let tissue, let tissue paper. Okay, it's a it's a whole sense. thing. Yeah, it's sense. a whole thing. But he goes, dude, I saw you and tissue paper on stage, you know. And and I told Gabe, I said, you know, man, your sister just has such a wonderful heart. Yeah. You know, and and she was somebody that that never had kids. Yeah. You know, she raised um, two step kids, and then you know she just has this wonderful heart. And we were joking. I go. I go, you know, your mom, my tia Broda, mm-hmm. I go, she kind of ran a Ronald McDonald house herself. I go, <laughs> I go, there was always <laughs> all these people there all the time. I was there for weeks at a time, just staying yeah. there. Um, but it was really special to, to have, have my cousin there who cares so much about. She just um, exudes warmth and love. And, and she just laughs yeah. and smiles and. You know, her husband's the same way. You know, yeah, you, both you, of them. Yeah, you see Albert, and, and Albert's one of those guys that walks up to you like this. <laughs> and it's not 
not just because you're Steve Trevino. He does no, no, that no, to everybody. Everyone. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like Brian, he walks up to you like this. Like he's already like yes. with a little mustache. Yeah, he's too. got the little mustache. Well, Renee says little because he's shorter than me, <laughs> right? I was describing his mustache, not his. No, height. you said little mustache. That's why she said little mustache. But he'll come up and he's like, like he's already into it, right? Like, hey, I'm here to have a good time. What, what yes, are we doing? You yeah. know. Uh, so it was just a really a special weekend, and and you know, to to Miguel Angel, you're a good man. Um, I don't know if Amazing. if. I don't know if you're going to see this or not. I don't know. But I want you to know that that people like you inspire me. People like him inspire me. Yeah. You know, athletes don't inspire me. You know, yeah. uh, a movie star doesn't inspire me. Yeah. You know, men that... that the everyday hero. And the, the, the man that wakes up every day and literally tries to be better. And tries to do the right thing. Yeah. And I say try, right? But you don't have to always do the right thing. You don't always have to be better that day. But are you trying? Yeah. You know, I am. Right? I'm, I'm Every day I wake up and I'm trying to be better. Do I succeed? A lot of times, no. A lot of times I'm selfish. A lot of times I'm not doing the right, what I'm supposed to be doing. Or the oh, wrong but thing, you're you a know? great family man, baby. But I try. I try to be. You know, and and I think that inherently, men do have a a a wild side. You know, women tend to, you know, you've always done the right thing, you've always been am- amazingly solid. You know, and I, I think men have a hard time, and I I I I, I struggle with it. You know, and, and when you talk to somebody like uh, Miguel Angel. Uh, you, you just go, wow, man, like this guy, this guy did it. Right? Yeah. This guy did it and, and you saw how much love he had for his wife. You know, and, and when he told me, he goes, look, man, I ain't, got no, I ain't got nowhere to go. Like, I'm happy to give you a ride. Yeah. My wife's not at home. I'd rather be giving you a ride, you know, yeah. th- than, than go home. So yeah. he's like, I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to give you a ride. Yeah. You know, so this episode is dedicated to all of the men out there who try so hard to do the right thing. Yeah. You know, um, and ladies, I think that, you know, maybe a little appreciation, you know, <laughs> maybe a hug, you know, maybe I'll a give thank you. I'll you a hug after the episode, maybe a thank baby. You. We'll turn the cameras off and I'll give you a hug. Um, but, you know, what an experience. And if you, I don't know if you have anything to add to that but we do have to wrap it up i we went 40 minutes i was i mean of course i'm thinking like people that i've learned from i don't think i've i haven't had uh, an enlightening uber airport ride like you have but um but i think uh of the girls who um have taught me the meaning of friendship you know i've learned i have i have women in my life who have showed me by their example what it means to be a good girlfriend because I think that's an important one, too. Well, I always find it interesting, too, that, that your group of girls that you hang out with and friends, y'all are also very nice to each other. You know? It, it, <laughs> Why is that weird? Well, no, because you have groups where I'm like, what's that, bitch? You know? <laughs> hey, bitch. You know? Or, hey, slut. And you guys aren't like that. I don't know? know. I was that, Maybe that was like a thing in the 90s. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, but, but, I don't but know, you but... guys are always so polite to each other and... and 
I think, well, I, I think I was very blessed that because you were always on the road, I made very strong female friendships. And um, my mom, growing up, my mom didn't have a lot of girlfriends, you know? So I that wasn't necessarily something that I learned from my mother. It wasn't until I went off to college and I didn't have the family support system or we moved to LA and we didn't have family out there that I am... Um, I met women who showed me what it what it is to like truly support one another and be be amazing friends to each other. Well, you definitely treat your friends a lot different than you treat mine. That's uh <laughs> that is a fact. Oh, dude, her friends are coming over. Roll out the red carpet. Come on in. Hey, let's team, hang out. Team Captain Evil, baby. Yeah, my fr- my friends Team Captain Evil. My friends come over and she's like, "I'm going to bed. I'm tired." <laughs> I'm going to bed. It's, honey, it's 7.30. Yeah, well, I'm going to bed. I, I'm going to... I have a I have a baby. I have a baby. No, I'm going to bed. I'm sneaking off to watch Real Housewives of some city while you're occupied. Um, no, look, we, we've been very good to to have... We've been very fortunate to have such a great life. And, and I'm glad that I did the Ronald McDonald thing. Um, yeah. You know, there was a moment where I questioned if my sanity, right. Where I was like, why, why did I do this? Like, why, why am I doing this to myself? Yeah. You know, but at the end of it all, um, it really, really was worth every moment and, and every, every hour I didn't sleep. It was, yeah. it was worth it. And, um, again, uh, this episode goes out to my friend Vance Dawson. Um, and I think that if anybody taught me anything, uh, Vance Dawson taught me. Oh, he teaches how to be an amazing friend too by his life, doesn't he? Yeah. He's, he you know, he, he, he led an amazing life. Um, a hardworking guy, generous guy. Yeah. Um, the man didn't know how to say no. He was always there for anybody and everybody. Um, great family man, hardworking guy. And he taught me that, you know, here's this guy who's not, he wasn't very old at all. Um, strong guy, mm-hmm. you know, that we can't take life for granted, no matter how healthy somebody is or, or, or how strong they are that, you know, we all, we all have a time, yeah. you know, and we have to appreciate them while they're here. So I am Steve Trevino. Um, big shout out at the end, as we always do to old salt coffee. So if you're going to support, uh, if you're going to buy coffee, buy it from our friends at old salt coffee.com old saltcoffee.com Trevino 10 that's the number 10 and you will get a discount so please do that for us I am Steve Trevino I am Renee Captain Evil your boobs look great thanks guys (laughs) 